the Bludgeon Brothers have come to stop Mario from getting to the, the princess. Anyway, hello everybody. Welcome to the Water Wrestling Podcast. We return. My name is Rich and I'm joined by Tax Williams as always. I'm back. Better than never. Hello. How you doing? Yeah, much better. It's been a long three weeks without a wrestling pod. Has it been three weeks? I thought it was two, but it's been three, hasn't it? Yeah. 10 days away then we had a week off afterwards for your holidays and such you know yeah yeah nightmare the world of wrestling podcast summer break (laughs) (laughs) all good podcasts in this nine episodes in right definitely man (laughs) don't call on a comeback we've been here for years (laughs) (laughs) in the time we've been away i know we're going to get on to summer slam and all this other stuff uh but the biggest indie show ever has happened in all in uh shikara's had their king of trios rev pro has been put onto tv pcw has been put onto tv and also world of sport has announced its first tour that's going to be broadcast on itv what a time to be a british wrestling fan it is what a time to have three weeks off yeah exactly (laughs) and a huge shout out to rev pro they've done really well and they've now doing their tv tapings i think they've got kevin kelly on board on the commentary as well so good i love kevin kelly on i can't say his name kevin kelly on commentary i think he's outstanding for new japan yeah he's done really well and i think this is one of the promotions who should have been put on first time rather than five star yeah i really wanted five star to succeed because it just gives everyone a chance to work Mm -hmm. and obviously then having pcw go on to fight network or showcase or whatever it is on sky i think it's channel 455 again i think they're just doing back catalog stuff i've watched the first few episodes or differing quality but again it's still really good to have that amount of british wrestling on tv should we jump into SummerSlam? let's go for it yeah so uh we'll quickly go over the nxt takeover brooklyn the night before which was a much better show let's be honest about it well, it was well, again, actually both were quite good yeah i think um yeah we'll get on some slam in a second but yeah this nxt card again start to finish um one sleeper match of all and i'll see if we agree on which one was right. said sleeper match but yeah really really enjoyable card okay i'm gonna run through my notes i've not got much i've just got like a paragraph okay yep, so i'm just gonna away. fly through it just because uh this is meant to be the SummerSlam <laughs> broadcast obviously broadcast the SummerSlam podcast obviously okay so um undisputed era carla carla riley tunes his belt which is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of pro wrestling unbelievably brilliant <laughs> uh roddy and uh fish are sharing the other tag belt which again is hilarious they sit with it across both their laps <laughs> like this is maybe my favorite thing in the WWE right now These undisputed era is hilarious talented i know there's guys now you're not a fan of necessarily but just kyle o'reilly coming to the ring playing his guitar and then sitting backstage tuning it <laughs> he's getting it ready well i said the, the only one i'm not a fan of is roddy yeah everything yeah. else on point for those guys undisputed era against mustache mountain was just incredible uh many many false finishes really really good match yeah they absolutely love a false finish there's <laughs> about 10 minutes worth of false finishes in this match it's, i counted in the end it's classic indie <laughs> yeah of course it is especially uh, in the opening match top notch selling for mustache mountain really really good uh clever story going into it just absolutely loved it yep five, uh five stars Meltzer. total elimination finish total elimination <laughs> love joey styles <laughs> Uh, Velveteen is just the man uh, I wish he re- hadn't written call me up Vince in the back of his trunks because now he might get called up and that will be a problem because <laughs> yeah. they'll waste him basically I wonder who creates Dreams gear because they're a talented so and so and they're probably ba- basically sitting there going if he gets called up to the main roster I can quit <laughs> my job because they'll <laughs> definitely have something new every week yeah, but as we said in previous pods three years do NXT do like Evolve and MLW and stuff like that and just 
Yeah. Stay well clear of Vince, please, Dream. Yep, the match with EC3 was fine. Nothing special, but a good story. Clever, just straight to the point. Two heels working against each other, sometimes difficult. Yeah, you, you, could, you could tell. And that, that I think, I think everything the Velveteen Dream does is great. Yeah, he gets over like a face, but his yeah. character's a heel. Yeah, you know, and which I is think clever. it's I like a it. shame for EC3 joining when he did. Because I like his character. He's done where He's got the look of a Vince McMahon wrestler. But I wonder if it would be an Elias thing for him. I don't think he works in NXT, but I think it would work on the main roster if he was a proper, full-on, cocky shit heel. Yeah, could be. Uh, Matt Riddle's in the audience. Holy shit, I'm so happy. I imagine you're not very happy because you're not a fan. I hope he does well, and he's got a huge fan base. And as I said, it's the in-ring works all right. I think... All right, he's amazingly good. I think it's one of those instances where, with Matt Riddle, where if you haven't seen him and everyone builds him up to be this phenomenal wrestler because I hadn't seen Matt Red on that for about six months of people going he's the best he's the great he's this and when I saw him I was like yeah you gotta remember he's a rookie still he's only had like two years in the business yeah but I think the same thing is like if someone hypes a film you go and watch like people have said this film is amazing and had they not given it the hype you'd be like they're really good whereas I think with Matt Riddle for me it's the total package it's just not for me at this moment yep Ricochet's ring entrance is amazing. He does the whole superhero thing with the jacket with the big long wings on it and such. I, I'm in love with him in WWE. I think this is the best thing that he could have done for his career. He recently did an interview where he said that he's been put into really good matches to start with, but now he really doesn't start getting people to know his character, which I think, again, on the indies, other than Prince Puma, or Prince Puma, depending on which nationality... Why are you bringing up Prince Puma? It's a different person. Who's that guy, right? <laughs> Did He's got you a mask. He can't be Ricochet. As a quick sidebar, did you see that someone had emailed PCW Stephen Flutter and basically said, you know, I really like Ashton Smith, but I'm really disappointed they've changed his character and started calling him Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going to skip over that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ricochet versus Adam Cole. Baby! Thank you very much. Uh, holy shit. Absolute amazing match. Really, really enjoyed this. I love the fact that Rico won the belt, even though I, th- I was convinced Adam Cole was going to hold on to it. It worried me when I saw Ricochet win the belt. I thought, oh no, Adam Cole's going to the main roster. Yeah, not yet. It doesn't seem no. like. I think they need to keep him there. For, again, let's just get... Let's Vince go to the XFL, go do his thing, leave WWE for Steph and Trips, and then we'll bring these guys up yeah. and revolutionize the business almost. Yeah. Super kick when Ricochet doing backflip. Oh, what a spot. The timing, the precision. Like, wow. they, people have done it before. And like people were going crazy like this spot has never happened ever, but it, I've seen it a few times. But the timing on it was just crisp, pristine. Yeah. The fact that he lion-salted it as well. Yeah, oh, He didn't just so like, you know, good. standing or anything. He literally lion-salted it and it was mid-air like, boom, super kick. It's like, really, it felt like slow motion. Absolutely, and insanely good. Absolutely the best. Uh, the fact he won the championship clean as well, I was impressed with. Good, well, it's a face, face win, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kyrie against Baszler again really really enjoyed this someone needs to book Baszler versus Minoru Suzuki straight away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to see those two kick the shit out of each other that'd be a hell of a match uh, perfect heel versus face uh, really really yeah absolutely everything I love about pro wrestling in this match textbook storytelling wasn't it yep and new women's NXT champion Kyrie Sane again I didn't see this coming with the Brett Piper finish no very good yeah, Brett Piper from WrestleMania yep. 8 with the holding the sleeper and going back over. Like, yep. that's a clever little... Yeah, nice tip of nice the cap to it. Yeah, exactly. Considering we did that last, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, like, five weeks ago now because we missed a few weeks. But anyway. I mean, I've heard they listened to the pod. That's why they stole it. Oh, of course. I'm yeah, sorry, it, was, it was us that gave it to them. Yeah, creative <laughs> not, bookers. Not Piper and Brett, one of the greatest matches of all time. No, we mentioned Piper and Brett. And they're like, oh, <laughs> those guys have got it. They've nailed it. 
Champo versus Gargano, last man standing. Uh, the opening promo is one of the best I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, the guys who make these videos. It, it, so some, some of the feuds, and we'll get to it on SummerSlam, you see these hype videos and you think, oh my God. And then you get to the match, you're like, oh. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as great, you know. Yeah, They put the good things in the trailer. When they make you care about like Randy Orton versus Batista, you know they do a really good job of it, you know. Yeah. Not that that's happened for a while. But anyway, um, there is so, so much heat going into this match. I am uh, a bit done with this feud, if I'm totally honest. And uh, the fact that they tried to carry on as with the finish of this and such, it wasn't very clean, you know. Yeah, I, I think plans with having Alistair Black get injured probably through this. Because yeah, yeah. I think they would have gone Champa Black out of... Um, take over yeah but it felt like they scrambled and this was like an easy solution yeah definitely yeah um, but again very enjoyable match as a standalone just watching it very entertaining um, similar to the opening match and the card and the tag match great great in-ring workers good story leading into it simple mm-hmm. story leading into it yeah exactly and th- that's why it works uh, quick notes on this match uh, no selling German suplexes makes me very angry everyone in New Japan is very guilty of this at the moment it drives me insane if you do a German suplex just please sell it for once like it's horrible you're landing on the back of your head why would you just stand up after it and in reality they hurt yeah so just Fucking stay own. down you no know, sell other shit maybe sometimes you know to get it but Germans like no. it's become really overdone um, exposing the ring exposes the business <laughs> <laughs> And and had they not done it in the previous match and the previous attacks, yeah. would have had a nicer touch. But it's a case of all oh, that got reaction, so I'm going to do it again. A second they bring up that ring apron and show the padding and the wood and all this sort of stuff, I'm just like, no, no. this ruins all illusion of this is a concrete mat that they're landing on. I know no one really thinks that, but when you see like boxing, UFC, they have exactly the same setup of the ring, and it doesn't have that give or whatever. So yeah. it's it's that illusion that that theatrics to it. I really miss. Yeah. No, hang on. I don't really miss. Let me finish that in a different way. I don't like them peeling back the ring. The only (laughs) time that has ever worked for me was when the Nexus invaded. And they they tore up the whole arena, essentially saying... Yeah, even that I wasn't a fan of. No? Don't like this spot at all. Never have. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I get what they're trying to do with the finish, with the running knee by Johnny Gagano, and then Champa eventually stands up because Gagano threw himself off the... the, um, the, um, what's it called? The entranceway? Yeah, the ramp, the, the, st- the entrance, oh uh, yeah. yeah the out. entrance staging. <laughs> Off the staging. Indeed. Um, Champa wins. Uh, yeah, that's all right. Right decision. Yeah, I think, I definitely, Champa had to keep the belt. Like, if we put the belt on Gargano already, that would just make no sense to me at all. Um, I would like Gargano to be Tommy Dreamer, and I would not like him to win a singles belt ever. I, I think that would work for his character. You know, I it think they could. tried to do it with like Brian, Brian Danielson. And that's not the right way. He's the best in the world. He could do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um, Johnny Gargano, I don't think if you put him over as that top face and put the belt on him for like three years straight, I think it'll be a boring run. And I think by the end of it, you'll just be like, eh, okay, what next? And the interesting Gargano is the chase. Yeah, exactly. There is no interest in him being the champ. Yeah, they I think we agree chase. with that. And especially with um, Candice there as like the foil potentially to a lot of his plans like his love for her will stop him from being able to win championships and things yeah it's easy storytelling um before we go on SummerSlam, let's just look at this nxt roster currently okay someone posted this it was actually mark blake uh, is that his yeah K-fate smart name? mark blake is isn't it yeah so a smart mark blake that retweeted or liked this post from someone called ryan satin who i don't know Do he's you know? an american wrestling journalist there you go uh, and he just listed a few of the guys and girls that are on NXT. 
And it's like Matt Riddle, Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Kyrie Sane, Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, Velveteen Dream, EC3, Keith Lee, Cassius Ono, the whole of the Undisputed Era, Candice LeRae, The War Machine, War Raiders, Lars Sullivan. Like, holy shit, is that a roster? And the other thing on leading on for that as well, I noticed they've started releasing the roster for the latest 2K WWE game. Yeah. And I looked down the list of the NXT roster and I thought, that is deep and talented. And then I looked at the whole roster for the whole game, excluding Legends, and I thought, no wonder why WWE have gone to four hours for a pay-per-view. Because they've got about <laughs> 300 wrestlers on the books. It is, it's getting a little silly. Like You can see them planning for more and more shows to yeah. fill up the network content and such. And I think they need to yeah. just, just keep up with like, all these other companies that are trying to take over their slot. I think so. I think I think by the end of this decade, yeah. we'll have a women's only show. Uh, I think so. Yeah, because I think they'll use the May Young Classic as a boost, like they did with the Cruiserweight for two hundred five. I, I imagine there would be a South American and North American shows as well. Yep, I, I think, think that's so. the next one on the roster after they start up uh, NXT UK properly and get that going, which they kind of have already. They're sensible not doing the Asian market yet. Yep. There's, um, there's too much out there yeah with dragon gate ddt new japan obviously all japan having quite a good run as well at the moment and noah like that's five relatively big companies also and and like stardom and a few others like the yeah. women's stuff uh big japan as well like there's lots of wrestling in japan right now for wwe i think for the asian market they would need to share content to get people to know the talent yeah. before they bring them in because mm. at least with the uk side of things and especially when they go north america south american sort of shows which they inevitably will do hence the north american title will disappear off to, to that um, yeah. sort of franchise so to speak mm-hmm. people already know the talent good they've, got, idea, a good, they've yeah. got a good number of subscribers in the uk anyway so people mm-hmm. will know their uk talent and they've been on prominent on the american tv shows but do you think these are all going to be like nxt south america NXT Asia, NXT Europe, whatever it may be. I think so. Okay. I think essentially this is Triple H using a global territory. Yeah. And then the the idea is that they're all um, feeder talent pools almost up to the main roster. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So American number one. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly that. Oh, we need, oh, look, we need that Hispanic viewership. So who's from NXT Mexico? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> why is Almas gone? <laughs> they seem to be signing up everyone from CMWL at the moment. Yeah, they just signed two or three like really good talents. Actually, wait, they're not signing people from AAA. Yeah, indeed. With, with my boy Conan, <laughs> they probably will just to make sure they kill that company at some point. But <laughs> you know, uh, there's, there's a good Murder Clown reference later. Yeah. Huh? Okay. I look forward to it. I look forward to it. Um, before we move on to uh, SummerSlam, yeah, I feel I should continue to tell you about the whole my friendship with conan oh yeah <laughs> tell this story because the people on the pod obviously don't know about it right so this started... conan in inverted brackets <laughs> well, no, but it is legit it's legit conan. come on it no is, it's not it's his verified twitter account as well <laughs> some... it's some new he's paying to send messages either way i'm taking it if it is really conan braca braca give me a shout out bro <laughs> well he gave tax williams a shout out on the pod did he actually he did. Uh, start from the beginning go on okay so I'm looking through Twitter and I noticed that something has, to use the young person term, someone has chose to slide into my DMs. <laughs> young person <laughs> In my uh, Snapstagram. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so I look at my DMs and I saw a message from Conan. So I will get the message up uh, on my Twitter, at the Tex Williams. Do it. 
That's right. Shameless plugging for my my good stuff. Average be their name. <laughs> and it was just a message from Conan, which is Conan five one five zero from his verified fifty one fifty. You mean? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that's, that's how. All right. That's cool. I'm down with the kids. I am. <laughs> um, and he sent a message that said, "Have you heard my podcast?" Question <laughs> mark. It's very polite, to be fair. At this stage, I thought, hmm, I'll accept the request. <laughs> and I said, I haven't. What's the name of it? And I'll give it a listen. So Conan then replies, here's my link. Link to his show. Check it out and let me know what you think. Thank you. And I was like, oh, that's very nice. And I said, thank you. I'll give it a listen to my drive to work. Thanks for reaching out. <laughs> Conan responds, let me know what you think. So obviously, clearly, we're uh, using a, a chat bot with Conan here. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, I enjoyed it. Thanks for the heads up. I'll add to my list. And it was quite a good listen. And then Conan responded. Spread the word to like-minded friends. Listen to earlier shows. Check out my um, Patreon site. Patreon. Patreon site. It's okay. At link address. What city you rep? I'm going <laughs> to shout you out next show. <laughs> we rep the CT, blood. <laughs> so to show how cool I am, I responded, Kent, UK. That's not a C. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the shout out. And then it finishes off again, pointless for a podcast. Yeah. Conan sent me a gif or a gif, again showing my age, of a cat fist bumping a human. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> and then on his podcast, he shouted out Tax Williams from Kent, UK. In what context? It was just like a list of like list shit. List of people end. and right, shout okay. out um, near the beginning of the episode. I feel like we're missing a marketing tactic here. Like maybe we should try this. Like. Yo, yo, have you listened to my podcast? So people respond and be like, blocker, blocker. I am, like, you know. <laughs> Pretty sure I sent someone a message going, what do you think? <laughs> Tax Williams has gone street. Oh, dear. SummerSlam! SummerSlam 2018. Right, are we going to go through the kickoff? I am just going to very quickly go through the matches on the kickoff. Do it. Rusev, who was fighting AJ Styles for the belt at the last show, teaming with his wife Lana against C uh, Andre Cien Almas and last Selena week versus Vega. AJ Styles the championship this week on the pre-show of SummerSlam ridiculous Almas and Vega defeat Lana and Rusev Vega gets the roll up uses the ropes for leverage for the win hmm? pointless yeah it's what it is I have nothing to say there other than Almas should be used in a better position Rusev should shows. be used in a better yeah. position Selena Vega should be wrestling women on the main roster Lana great manager Gets a Absolutely. Lot of yeah, all four of them should be used better. Up next on the cruiser, uh, up next on the pre-show, we've got cruiserweight championship match action. Cedric Alexander against Drew Gulak. We had Alexander going over Gulak, so he's still got the belt. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think about these adverts for other matches during the matches? Um, what was the point in having a pre-show when you're going to show them on the main show? I know. I mean, weird, I appreciate it? the pre-shows on the YouTube, and it's for free, so it's trying to entice people onto the network, but. Uh, yeah. One man Spanish fly by Cedric Alexandra. Very bored of a Spanish fly. <laughs> it's got to be one on every show, though. We've got I've to put it out. In the NXT match between Mustache Mountain, where they yeah. look like they're going to do the, the uh, Tyler Bates going to help Trent Seven do a moonsault, and he just does the, the scent on. Yeah. I've decided I'm just going to do a, a just a uh, like downward spiral Spanish fly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> great, man. Half I Spanish mean, fly. Absolutely. Final match on the kickoff show, we had our Raw Tag Team Championship, so good to see that these belts have been elevated. Oh, yeah. Uh, champions at the time, the B Team, took on the Revival. Good to see Renee do what now looks like her last pre-show panel, as she's now a full-time commentator on Raw, and she's going to be replaced on the pre-show by Jonathan Coachman. Uh, yeah, uh, totally makes sense. Uh, Jonathan Coachman's had um, a history with ESPN doing yeah. these panels and such. Uh, I think he's much better suited to that. 
One of the notes I have at the bottom of my list of stuff for SummerSlam is how much I hate Jonathan Coachman. I was going to go on a big rant about it, but he's been fired essentially from his <laughs> position. So I'm not going to shit on his, um, not on his bonfire. That's not a bonfire. I'm not Definitely no shit, shit on his bonfire. No, exactly. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be mean to him because uh, he's lost his job and then no one likes to lose their job. No. But I- Renee uh, has earned that position. She's not the greatest commentator in the world, but God damn is she better than Jonathan Coachman. And she's not going to be forced to be a punching bag. No, you know they, you know they're going to be nicer to her, which is going to make watching the show much easier because it's just so difficult listening when um, Corey Graves is just battering his th- the third man in the booth. Renee Young is better than Booker T and David Otunga, definitely. And I think she'll only grow in the role. I think once she becomes more comfortable, it's the same thing that they found on NXT when she was doing commentary with I think it was Rich Brennan and um do Matt Bloom when yeah. she was doing commentary on that, and then Matt Bloom was replaced by Alex Riley. She grew in confidence. Um, I, well. I remember bits and bobs. I wasn't really watching NXT so much during that time period, but I do remember hearing on commentary and thinking that she was very like listenable. Yeah, and she's into it. She's into the product. And as I said um, in a tweet, she's worked hard. She's earned it. And it's also going to be a good goal for other female sportscasters yeah, definitely. to say that, especially in a very male-dominated world, she's been given a full-time voice on network television. Yep, 100%. I think it's fantastic for Renault. I think she has the potential to take over from a Michael Cole being a play-by-play, kind of like doing the transitions from one section to the next because she's done a lot of that doing the pre-show and kind of lead hosting, essentially. Definitely. Um, be interesting to see how she settles into her role as kind of secondary to Michael Cole because Corey Graves is obviously your colour guy. Uh, Michael Cole is obviously your play-by-play uh, main commentator. So she has to be kind of like a bridge between the two almost for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's going to be tricky. Uh, I'm personally not a fan of three-man booths. Never have been. Three-person booths, I should say now, I guess. Um, I prefer um, Heenan Monsoon, yeah. um, Lawler, JR, you know. The only three-man booth that I think has ever worked properly throughout has Tony been Shivani. Shivani, Heenan, Tanay. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, because Heenan... Was, I, I know what you mean, but they were always trash. <laughs> yeah, but the dynamic works. Yeah, yeah. Shivani was calling the play. Heenan was the character guy. Yeah. And Tanae was the technical, this is why this is happening. Yeah. And the logic behind that works, as opposed to what the WWE have had over the last few years of absolute dross of, we've got Michael Cole. Oh, it turns out Corey Graves is really good. Thank God he got that concussion, because he certainly wouldn't be wrestling now. Yeah, yeah. And we'll put in some other guy. Yep. And that's pretty much it. So that takes us on to our main show, starting with an icy title match. So always good to go for a hot opener. You can't forget about the opening package. Well, opening package was with uh, with our my good buddy. Well, not my good buddy. Conan's <laughs> my good buddy. <laughs> it's not Conan. <laughs> with everyone's friend, Terry Crews. Uh, he does such a good job of narrating this. And uh, yeah, I just, again... It's just a nice to have a special celebrity involvement in these sorts of shows, uh, especially with SummerSlam uh, being like, you know, WrestleMania B at this point. Yeah. So we start off IC title match. We have Rollins accompanied by Dean Ambrose looking jacked. Cheers, Booker. Indeed. Yeah. Against Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Looking jacked. <laughs> um, this match was brilliant. I really enjoyed this uh, start to finish. Rollins getting the win over Ziggler. Having McIntyre and Ambrose on the outside, in my mind, I like the character of Drew McIntyre. He wouldn't be scared of Dean Ambrose. He'd kick the tar out of him. Uh, maybe. I mean, Dean Ambrose is meant to be this wild, from the lunatic asylum sort of thing, so maybe he's afraid of what craziness is going to come out of him in a kayfabe sense, you know? Yeah. But I don't know what you mean. Drew McIntyre's a don. He's massive. 
hey, talented Vin- and athletic and such, you know. Vince has got it again because Vince saw it when he was in as the chosen one and now he's gone off, got bigger and got a different look now and a bit more, obviously, experience and a bit more aggression behind him. Vince is looking at him going, Diesel! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is Sean Diesel from the 90s, Without obviously. Shadow it out. But the, uh, the curb stomp to the win curb yep. stomp to the win curb stomp for the win I'm very happy he's bought this back and like there's not a problem with it they're calling it what something else now the uh, Kinslayer yeah. stomp or something just call it the curb stomp like, yeah, we all know what it is people aren't going to bother <laughs> well actually kids are going to look up curb stomp and find American History X and that might be a problem but <laughs> but it does go back to what you said earlier in the week Cody Penta L0M mm. it's Cody Rhodes it's Pentagon Junior just let it be let them have their names for God's sake like especially Cody so weird when he wins the um, spoilers by the way for all in um, when he wins the NWA heavyweight champion they're like the new world's heavyweight champion Cody son of Dusty <laughs> Rhodes <laughs> <laughs> so then we move on to the Smacky D tag team championships the new day <laughs> you're welcome um, against the Bludgeon and Brothers this wasn't great wait hang on did we even say that Seth won the belt oh yeah sorry <laughs> curb stomp for the win sorry Kingslayer for the win yeah so uh, Seth Rollins uh, wins the IC belt could Ziggler do a Cody Rhodes could he leave the WWE go to the Indies and have a more successful career he could have done it five years ago yeah you think I think now similar to Zack Ryder went now he's he's missed his chance his chance to do a Cody on the Indies has died a death now yeah, uh, it seems weird. I don't know how you do anything with him because it doesn't feel like people are going to hate him. You can't get over as a good guy because he's been healed so many times. Um, I, I, I guess he plays secondary role to Drew. Yeah, that's all he can do. Ziggler's hope now will be to transition into a managerial or a tag wrestler. Yeah. I think. And again, there's no denying he's a very good wrestler. And considering his beginning as a male cheerleader... He's come ta- a long way. Yeah. yeah. And as I said, all the years ago, the pop when he cashed in, won the title. Former world heavyweight champion, indeed. Yeah. And considering that when he joined as a in the in the Spirit Squad, the fact he won a world title, I think he's done very well. Yeah. So we move on to our SmackDown Tag Team Championship match between the New Day, New Day. and the Bludgeon Brothers. So we've got Biggie and Xavier Woods in this combination. Yeah. And at some point, someone on commentary refers to as Kofi as, uh, what was it? Um, useless, I think was the word they used. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hang on. That's kind of a guy that's been in the company for a very long time now. And it's not like secondary. You're making him crazy. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> that terrible gimmick. That was a terrible pun. But on the subject of <laughs> terrible gimmicks, gimmick hammers at the end of this match. Yeah. Uh, it's terrible, isn't it? Like, uh, I, I'm... I like the idea of they're going for this kind of medieval Game of Thrones-y sort of like bludgeons. Like, I love that name. They should just be called the bludgeons, by the way, because yeah. Bludgeon Brothers is just too cheesy. Uh, it's a bit like a Mario pairing or something, you know? Like, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers have come to stop Mario from getting to the, the princess. Anyway, um, uh, they don't need the, the fucking hammers. They're giants. They're very talented, especially Luke Harper. I think two things out of this that uh, were very much apparent to me. One, those boys don't do live role play and they should put, give the hammers back to the nerds who do it. Yeah, definitely. And second of all, Luke Harper has done phenomenally well with his physique and now next to Eric Rowan, because they were both big lads to start with, now next to Eric Rowan, Eric Rowan's a bit like, 
oh come on mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has got to that point i um i would take a bet within a couple of years once triple h is taken over you'll have braun Strowman and luke harper in a main event together i agree and unfortunately eric rowan will be on superstars or main event yeah i mean they'll keep the bludgeons together for a while i think they've got a good yeah. name going and everything now uh, but yeah, it's not much yet. Uh, so um, Nick, who was meant to come and do this podcast with us, who couldn't, unfortunately, uh, did point out a couple of things to me about this match. The first one being that, uh, did you notice that the New Day had their, uh, their gear with Sonic tails and knuckles? Yeah. I didn't realize yeah, this at first until he pointed it out to you. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's absolutely excellent. Uh, and yeah, and uh, what do you think of the Bludgeon's masks, by the way? Like they had like um, Luke Harper's now got like this giant um, like deer head sort of thing sticking out. I, it, I'm done with the masks. The masks were with the Wyatt family. Yeah, um, if they're trying to have their own identity, and as you said, for me, Luke Harper is in a holding pattern till they can push him to the moon. Yeah, feels like it. So this match ends with a disqualification where the Bludgeons use their live action role play toy hammers <laughs> on the New Day. <laughs> new Day with the New Day is a threat. <sighs> no, no, you don't think that they had to cheat to make sure they escape with the belts. I don't believe that New Day would be a threat to those guys. It was sensible mm. putting Big E in the match. Because I still think Biggie could be quite a big star. Absolutely, yeah. That five count thing he did in NXT to start with was very nice, cheesy gimmick, which I enjoyed. <laughs> so after that, we get a wonderful video package of Big Ron. And, My uh, favorite guy on the roster right now. If he's not the champion by WrestleMania, I'm going to be pissed off. Uh, Put the belt on this man. Before we go into the Braun and Kevin Owens match here, Obviously, a few weeks have passed, and now Braun has got in his buddies McIntyre and Ziggler to help him out to go against the Shield. Waste of time. Again, holding pattern until we get to the bigger pay-per-view. Something just to utilize the Shield and give him something to run through for brains. Yeah, it doesn't do much for me. This match between Strowman and Owens was for Braun Strowman's money in the bank briefcase, and if I'm honest, they should have just put someone else in this match. Yeah, I... I, I, I... I wonder what they can do with Kevin Owens at this point. Um, I was really hoping when he quit, he would have proper time off and then could come back to pop and, uh, well, he could come back to actually do something or even come back when Zayn comes back. I thought what they were going to do is have him leave uh, and then come back to stop Braun winning the belt in a really cheesy way, like hit the other go dude and get Braun disqualified, for example. Yeah. And then Braun is distracted by Kevin Owens for six months while we do a decent feud for the belt, and then Braun comes in to win the belt at Mania. Yeah, and that would work, but this was just... <laughs> this match in particular is Kevin Owens got one kick in. Yeah, that it was, was a it. squash. It was a complete it squash. Was awful. And considering this match leading up to it, we've had Kevin Owens going off a massive ladder yeah. to the floor, and we've got Kevin Owens going off the top of a steel cage through an announce table to be squashed in a matter of minutes. Yeah, um, I love Kevin Owens, Steen, whatever... Um, those are both wasted spots completely. But the only night I got here was, we get it, Braun's a monster. Yep, exactly. I have no problem with uh, Braun going over at all. Um, I don't really have a problem with him going over Kevin Owens, to be totally honest, but... Give him some... Give him a chance. Yeah. Because Kevin Owens, as we saw when he had the belt, he is funny, he is good in the ring, and he looks different, which means people have a little bit more of a tension span with him, because it's a case of, oh, he's a bigger bloke. He's not jacked like AC3. He's not 
six foot tall. And, well, he's he's probably not seven foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the world of real wrestling now. He's not nine foot tall. Yeah, indeed. Um, so yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of this. I understand why they did it, but and yeah, yeah, nice for Kevin Owens to get a payday, a nice easy night's work, but still not great for his character development. Moving on to what I think could be the biggest turning point of the women's division. <laughs> SmackDown Women's Championship. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte versus Carmella. Yeah. Hmm. Now, there's a banging quote from Charlotte here, which is uh, referring to Carmella as a diva living in a woman's era. <laughs> that cuts true. deep. That yeah. cuts very deep. And that, that sense of realism, I really like that in pro wrestling. Yeah. So just bringing that into the story, I think, was clever. And I think having Charlotte be added to this match and seeing Becky Lynch at the state, like on the SmackDown prior to this, looking quite annoyed that Charlotte's in against Dino Spotlight. Yeah. And again, the match was good. The finish was better. Uh, yeah. I, I really like Carmella as a chicken shit heel. I thought she was absolutely great in this match. I think I think she's good, but I think for leading up to Evolution. They want to focus on their top level oh, women. Yeah, and you need to take the belt off her quick. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was dying a well, fast death. Yeah, but she's a very good fall, a very good heel, a uh, very good chicken shit. But when you've got like Ronda Rousey, Alexa Bliss, uh, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, um, <laughs> the list goes on. They've got so much talent now. I don't think you need the belt on a divery sort of character like Carmella no, right now. Not at all. But the finish came. Um, Lynch was putting the disarmor on Carmella. Um, Carmella got to the ropes. Oh, what a surprise. Uh, shortly after that, Lynch reapplied the hold, but then Charlotte hit natural selection. Got the cover. One, two, three. Charlotte, new women's champion. But then afterwards, oh, the classic, classic breakup of friendship. They go to hug. They go to embrace. And then Becky Lynch kicks the tar out Charlotte Flair. Unfortunately, with the entire venue <laughs> cheering her egging her on to beat up the supposed babyface new champion yeah they booked this wrong i will throw something out there that i have seen on the on the line and i will see based on your face reaction probably your response Go becky on. lynch potential to be female stone cold steve austin yeah 100 percent. uh i don't know why they don't see it yeah this is so obvious that yes charlotte wins the belt becomes cocky i'm better than everyone look you never could win never win the belt even with like you know Carmella in the match you couldn't pin her yeah you know all this sort of stuff and now becky like be like hang on aren't we meant to be friends like give me my opportunity and charlotte's like nah you don't have an opportunity you're not good enough you know easy put charlotte heel she's so just book her as rick flair for god's sake yeah, she it's needs so to be simple healed. she needs to be here uh <laughs> there is a spot in this match which is my murder clan reference uh, <laughs> uh charlotte flair does a spiral tap from the top rope to the outside and no one catches her no not at all so my idea is we get murder clown <laughs> we put him in a dress <laughs> we give him some really nice makeup and we send him out to go catch charlotte flair right? hang on what are you saying about murder clown's makeup now yeah indeed <laughs> I'm just uh, just more feminized the paint that's all i'm saying like yeah. <laughs> it'll fit in it'll be all right oh but yeah the uh the crowd reaction was probably not what um the booking team wanted Mate, yeah. it's disaster the crowd are booing and chanting for becky straight away after the match becky then attacks charlotte and then uh i don't think that's gonna work at all because she's getting cheered and then afterwards they're like you deserve it <laughs> charlotte flair and you're like ah oh, this didn't work at all oh dear uh, i haven't watched their uh, raw or smackdown after this but apparently they've softened becky seal character which is awful yeah do you think do you think they should just gone for it or they should they should basically book her as we said before like 
like an Austin character. She's the she's she's well, the like anti hero. Okay. Yeah. And I think it works well with her character because she's tough, but she's funny on the mic. The whole thing when she wasn't getting booked, I mean, she was just saying, but sitting backstage eating couscous and then putting things on Twitter and like, why didn't you go and save your friend? The couscous was so good. <laughs> yeah, so after the devious Becky Lynch turns, much to, to much fanfare. The lovable devious the lovable, <laughs> the lovable, excellent workhorse wrestler, one of the best female talents they've got, lovable Becky Lynch turns heel. Yeah. We then get the WWE Championship match between AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. Leading up to this, I thought this match will be great until, oh, your wife, your kids. Oh no, you've tried to make it personal, Joe. They had oh. to make Joe heel. Yeah, because you know, going into SummerSlam with this audience traveling in, especially with European people and stuff like that, like we spoil every show apparently. Um, in fairness, we do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know they're going to cheer both guys. Yeah. You can't boost Samoa Joe. He's that good. You have to turn him heel somehow. I'm making it this personal. I think it's the only way they're going to do it, right? Yeah, but you could have made it personal or given it something different rather than... What, what would you give it? Your oh. wife calls me. You're never there. And maybe I'll go and be your Mate, kid's daddy. Line, it's, it's, don't worry, Wendy. Daddy's coming home. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> it's, like, it's almost as bad as Eddie Guerrero's going out, Dominic! <laughs> and then when they had the... No, it's Dominic not that bad. Cus- It's well, nowhere near that Well, um, I don't like it when people's families get involved really? i don't think it works it doesn't work for me all right fair enough and i was very much looking forward I think you're to this. wrong because <laughs> <laughs> after uh, the week before watching joe versus kabashi yeah it's just again reigniting how much i like samoa joe he's excellent he's really really good in the ring, ring talent he's, he's got to be a heel for wwe has to be on the indies he'd be the biggest face ever in existence uh but especially for new japan as well but uh in america in for WWE, a pg product he needs he can't be a good guy he's a don of a heel he's yeah. so good at it as well when he wants to be and he's getting better all the time with the for a pg product as you said from on an indie standpoint he'd walk everywhere but he's getting it i mean he's had it for ages but yeah. the pg product samarjo heel He's got the right... He knows how to press the right buttons. And like I said, whether or not I am a fan of bringing people's families into it, the fans, the audience were really into it. Yeah, they're actually booing Joe. He's gone full heel here, which I'm really, really happy with. Please keep him heel. Yeah, there's no point turning him back. Please keep him heel. Please keep AJ face. Just just keep this going for like four or five years. These characters, exactly how they are. You don't change anything about them like they'll develop just naturally through time and such but aj top heel of the comp top sorry aj top face of the company best wrestler in the world maybe one of the best characters in the world really solid typical american face joe absolutely the same with the opposite of the heel you know absolutely brilliant and i think for all the years leading up to aj styles being in wwe lots of the internet fans were going oh they never sign aj styles oh they don't know what they're doing he needed to go to new japan to be able to make that next step to WWE, he needed a transition. Uh, yeah. In the same, uh, con- in the same, in the same vein of what you're saying, uh, laugh my ass off at the TNA chance from the crowd. Yep. Yeah, like how <laughs> dare you? Don't you dare mention that company here. Anyway, it's Impact slash Global Force. Indeed, yeah. Slash, I know what PCW. <laughs> what do you think about Smojo kicking out the uh, Star Slash? Not happy. No, not happy. No, but he didn't fully secure it. He only hooked one one arm. At least they gave it an out. Yeah. But I get the impression that, oh, he only hooks one arm. I don't think that was deliberate. <laughs> that wasn't a case of, you know what we'll do? We'll only hook one arm so you can kick out and we'll make this move even more dangerous than it is. No, and Joe definitely. backstage going, you know what I really want in this match? 
an absolutely shattered face. <laughs> Could you not hook another arm, please, AJ? You've got to know that AJ uh, will deliver this as safely as he possibly can to Joe yeah. and the Joker Taylor bump. He knows it's safe. Like These two have worked for each- with each other for so long. But again, you can tell them the way they're hitting each other as well. They're fucking yeah. going for it. Yeah. There's a lot of trust, and again, through the years of work with each other. But back to what we've said in the past, and I think a lot of people... Um, who I know again, especially the guys who who are in SCPW, who I see sort of with their wrestling side of things, finishers should not be kicked out of unless it's a very, very, very special occasion. Your main eventing Wrestle Kingdom, yeah, kick out of four or five finishers, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, your main eventing WrestleMania, yep, two or three maybe. Um, yeah, head your third match on in bad blood. <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely not. And I, while this match was important, unless your finishers crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you saying about the Texas Tornadoes heart punch I actually love that finish <laughs> I often thought that if I was going to be an indie worker I'd definitely use that I, I tell you what one day you come down to SCPW you don't have to bump you can just work me and I will take that move with the arm capture and yep. then the, the heart punch oh yep. man yep. I'm totally in we'll do it. Um, <laughs> you've got to take my rude boy driver as well fine I will I will eat any finisher subject to uh, x-ray results am I uh, was it GTO to sleep yeah <laughs> <laughs> She's I've got, got so many shitty gimmicks just like in the back pocket ready to go yeah, alright all right, Dolph <laughs> god oh but yeah uh, the, the um, calf crusher with Joe reaching back and Hulk smashing AJ yeah. into the mat oh my god I popped so hard for this this and Ziggler Rollins were the best two matches from a wrestling standpoint on the card oh uh, oh my favourite's the one after this match uh, we'll get there yeah we'll get there just cause of the how the story went I love good stories but anyway carry on I don't like how we have a mid-match Joe picking up the mic. What's wrong with you? This uh, is hilarious. No. I'll be your new daddy, Wendy. <laughs> that's fu- that's funny. At the beginning of the match, fine. No, I loved it. I'm all up. I wish more people would pick up a mic halfway through in a match just to get heat. On a slight, happen more often. On a slight tangent, that happened to me at Wrestling Four last year, right. but with a face grabbing the microphone to make fun of me. Really? Um, oh, Alex Cupid uh, okay. got the microphone. Yeah. during a match and made fun of my orange attire much of the enjoyment of the audience and then they were really hot even f- I mean they were really into the match with Sean Custom versus Alex Cupid anyway right Cupid added by you're just proving my point here by saying they're getting more involved by picking up the mic during the match I didn't like it because I got made fun of <laughs> <laughs> that's your job I know but I said I yeah it it's just the whole thing was icky. <laughs> making fun of another wrestler, fine, but making fun of so- getting someone's wife involved, get, I'm going to be your new daddy, Wendy. <laughs> nah, I don't mind it. I think it's an easy story to understand for any dumb American. I mean, dumb people. What? Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. But we know who they're marketing for. Well, true. But Idiot Americans. Like, this is what the whole company's marketed at. But what I did like about this, how instantly AJ snapped. Yeah. Rather than, rather than just it. doing the whole messing about. That, that part was good that I, w- was well I wish his wife was a better better actor but the the kid uh reacting to aj bleeding <gasps> yeah afterwards, that was brilliant that was outstanding and aj should have sold that more and be like oh no terrible <laughs> because, they, because his response was am i yeah and then he kind of went to the reference like am i really bleeding like spoke daddy to him and you're came bleeding back. yeah shut up child <laughs> <laughs> that was almost the response you know so aj going mad and causing the dq yeah so joe wins i have no problem with this they're gonna carry on the story uh yep. hell in a cell at Hell in a Cell or in a Hell in a Cell? Uh, hmm. 
I imagined they would go into Hell in a Cell. So Elias is in the ring and doing his guitar thing and he goes to like play the song and the whole neck snaps off the guitar and I can't help but think of Psy. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you have a buddy that you're in a band yeah. with who used to break his guitar necks fairly regularly. Literally. And now he's a Luther. And I just picture that people taking their guitars to him for service and I just think he's just going to snap it. <laughs> smash it into all... Elias dropping the F-bomb. Yeah. I think yeah, it added. Maybe shouldn't have. <laughs> well, again, but again, I haven't really watched too much WWE, but he hasn't had a prominent role in TV for the last few weeks. Uh, fair point, actually. Yeah. Wow. Is he not? Hmm, interesting. Mm. I thought you could just put him out there every single night, get him to do the same thing. Still funny. Where's the wrestling though? Yeah. Does he need to? I think they're setting this up for Elias and The Rock doing a concert <laughs> off. Not a match. I just do like pictured WrestleMania headline by no, the Rock no, 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 no. and Elias Samson. Elias will be doing a concert and The Rock will come out <laughs> and they'll just have like a riff off or something like that, oh, like a rap okay? battle. Okay. Because this is how Vince McMahon sees it. Oh, funny guy. Rock. Get The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Get The Rock to ruin it. Like The Rock did so much for Eric Rowan in that two-second WrestleMania match a few years ago. I think uh, Baron Corbin, uh, Elias, is a tag against B-Team. I wouldn't be interested in that. Thank you. I know, but that's that's the kind of caliber of mid-card filler Raw matches, you know, currently. Yeah. I think you need to give them something. Uh, Baron Corbin, don't get it. Um, he is a cunt, stubble. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Probably should have put a warning for that one. I was going to say, <laughs> once again, we're going to have that massive E next to this podcast again and not Hi entertainment. Kids, do you like violence? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me spout profanity. <laughs> I can't rap, so I'm not going to bother. Moving on to what I considered could have been a WrestleMania headline match. This is my match of the night. It was very good. The, the, the video package before this. I was going to say, I have got that written down because you've got Miz and the B team backstage uh, where oh, they've got the whole really Total Fellas, but with a B. Yeah. The Total Bellas. You're like, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, but I'll then- tell you what, it's a good thing that Daniel Bryan came back because the Bellas wouldn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not on WWE TV. Well, they are now. Oh, are they? Oh, for God's sake. Well, okay, I. Fair I- I, I will uh, obviously uh, give you a few things of what's happening at Hell in a Cell. Okay, go cool. Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and Bree. Why? Why are we involving the wives? Because someone's got to pay bills. Because uh, Nikki Bella doesn't have a husband or fiance anymore. I'm just going to skip over that one. <laughs> I'm not. Call um, Dolph Ziggler. What? Okay, <laughs> but the video package for this to start with, yeah. with their the and, not quite deliberate seven year feud, <laughs> yeah. But just going back to seeing Dragon when he started NXT, yeah, to how he is now. They, they again, their their video packages are absolutely the best. They made this quite uh, bitty sort of story. I feel very cleverly told. Um, uh, there were some great moments in their history. The talking smack promo from The Miz, where yeah. he just lost it. Um, work shoot, I am assuming. You wrestle like a coward. Yeah. Don't you dare call me a coward. You ruined your career. Oh my God, what a promo. They need to bring talking smack back. That was the best thing about SmackDown. Yeah, just giving people leeway to talk. Yeah, and it, you could see the characters who were on there and they did well because Carmella was on it quite a bit and see where she got to. And again, not great in the ring yet. And again, obviously, that that's open to everyone's just, own. She's in, not bad. She's a lot better than she yeah, was. Yeah. 
but her character development by being able to have that character on like the post shows and on Talking Smack really helped because there were no there were no restraints on them. And I think yeah. from a promo standpoint, that helps people so much. Yeah, very much so. Um, but yeah, Dragon and Miz, uh, good backstory going in. A long time coming. Very happy they're doing this at SummerSlam. Um, I think this will build to WrestleMania. I think they're going to keep this feud going for a good six, seven months, however long it is until April. Um, I agree. And I think that's the right decision. I wonder if they'll have someone cost I, I wonder if they'll have Brian and Miz in like the final three in the rumble. Just for something different, they can have Brian cost Miz. So have the face basically like so frustrated that he'll have to break the rules just to finally yeah. get to his level because that'd be quite nice. And we know Dragon can do this and still yeah. stay as a face as yeah, well because he's very good at character development in his own personal being and such. Yeah, and then obviously you can have the internal conflict of I didn't want to do it, but I had to do it. And yeah. Then, as much as I don't want them on TV, then you can have Bree going, you know, this isn't the Daniel Bryan that I'm used to. Something's changed in you, and he's like, I've got to beat him. I've got to beat the Miz. Gives Miz motivation to talk yeah. like truth and still like be a bad guy. Do you think that? this feud needs the WWE title to have Brian having his, not only his comeback moment at Mania, but do you think if Miz wins the WWE title between now and Mania, have Brian go against it or even have Brian win the Rumble? I 100% wouldn't put the belt on Miz. Um, I would have Dragon potentially beat, let's say, Braun wins the belt. Remember, we, remember we're talking Universal and WWE title separately here. Oh, He's one and Raw. So he needs to beat AJ for it, wouldn't he? Yeah. So that's why I wondered if they'd have anything with AJ. Because we've still got... We'll still have Elimination Chamber at some point, I guess. Uh, triple, threat, triple threat main event, WrestleMania, AJ Styles, Brian Danielson, Miz. No. No? No. I don't think... I don't think AJ needs to be involved in that feud. Yeah, I mean the match. No, I think a, about it, it doesn't work. The match would be amazing if Miz sat out of that. I really like the Miz as a heel. But there's but, two faces, but I think AJ and Daniel Bryan together would put on at Mania. I'd like, I'd quite like to see that one day. But I think leading into it, I, as I said, I wonder the story is good, but mm. if he had the belt, I think we're overcomplicating matters here. I think just Miz Bryan Danielson. Okay, Daniel Bryan. Sorry. Let's let's book it. keep it put the US belt put the IC belt whatever it is on their brand or whatever have them feud for that that could be fun they don't need a belt let's be honest the story's there they're good enough they've got the wives involved Um, which I don't like yeah me neither but you know when um, Jericho and Sean were fusing feuding uh, and they put the belt on Jericho so Sean could win it and blah 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 blah, and they feud over that belt Um, that certainly added a sense of like um well, that feud had already been going about six months at that stage, hadn't it? It was being yeah. stuff. So as it was going, and it definitely so well, added something to it. Yeah, you know. And this is what we're happening with Miz and Dragon right now mm. is that they're getting to that point where, in a few months, it might start to lag a little bit if they're not very clever with how they tell the story. Yeah. If they're very clever about it, like, and they tell a good story, and like you have Dragon be a little bit more healy, Miz be more justified in his actions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, you know, um, it could be good. But I mean, the storytelling in this match and SummerSlam is really really clever with dragon just constantly hitting miz in the face over and over and over again and just like not doing his technical stuff as much as we know he is able to no and just going out there and just repeatedly punching him decking him in the face what is what he's been saying in all his promos i can't wait till i can punch miz in the face but you can tell that dragon's like 
I'm going to drag you into the best match of your goddamn life. Yeah. I'm going to hit you very, very hard so you don't have to sell. <laughs> you will be forced to sell. Yeah. And he is stiffing the crap out of him at points yeah. and dragging this heat out of Miz. And uh, Miz is really, really good. But let's be honest, in the ring, he's never been the greatest. He's no. very much, these are my he's, spots. He's very character driven, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. And this match being so different to what you expect from a WWE wrestling match. Uh, I think it's really, really clever, especially with um, Miz trying to do Dragon's offense yeah. and Dragon being like, no, here's a punch in the face. <laughs> uh, I absolutely adore it. Really clever thinking. Now, the finish for this match came with the, the brass knucks handed by Maurice at ringside, knocking out Dragon, getting the victory. I have N- no problem with this at all. I was going to say, I don't like shoddy finishes, but because it continued the story and the way 100%. they did it, yep was really good i also like the fact that maurice had like a push chair at ringside and just wheeled it away afterwards i'm thinking definitely not got a kid in there <laughs> <laughs> i wondered because it might be quite loud for a newborn just sort of thing. full of brass knucks which yeah. one shall i use <laughs> do you want the decorative one like <laughs> yeah. the monty one <laughs> like uh... but uh and again i thought they might try and put the belt on him because he had that tv show on usa network Mr. yeah Mr. and Mrs. Mrs. yeah Mrs. and Mrs. That's fine, that's fine. yeah so t- too difficult to say for my stupid you know <laughs> dialogue um, but yeah, a very, very good match from a storytelling perspective. I said, from a wrestling standpoint, I enjoyed Joe, AJ, and Seth and Ziggler a bit more. Yep. But I agree with you from a storytelling perspective because there was so much in it and they actually they they showed that they knew what they wanted their characters to do. Joe and AJ could have a good match any day of the week. Yep. And uh, I don't like the family bit being involved. And I don't think that added anything extra to their match. Their personal beef for Brian and Dra- for Brian and Miz, I think, yeah, storytelling wise, and it's good that it's continuing as long as they can carry on the interest and the intrigue and keep it varied. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. definitely. So that was then followed by da, 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 the return of the demon yep. against Constable Bazacorbs. I, <laughs> I like the entrance. That's it. That's all I'm pretty much going to say about this. Balor went over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balor I like the entrance too. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Balor is unfortunate that he got injured by Rollins because all momentum was killed by him coming up from NXT and I think it's going to be very difficult for him to ever make it to the main event. A second squash match on your second biggest show of the year. Four hour card, 700 wrestlers on your roster. Got interesting. Really interesting. Um, but uh, also a cool down period because you've just had... It lasts like two minutes though. Is that long enough? Well, with the entrance, yeah. I guess, yeah. Something different, something surprising, and also it catches people out. And I know this sounds silly because, you know, like at halftime at football, people go off and they take a while to come back because they're getting their drinks at the bar. Get your bovril, yeah. And the same thing it used to be for the women's match where people would go and have go, go to Lou, go and get a drink during the women's match in the olden days. Yeah. I wonder if WWE do this going, I bet people are going to go and get a drink during this match because they won't care. Well, let's get the demon out. That'll let them know. So they've gone off to get their drink. They've come back. What's 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 Finn Balor the demon? <laughs> what do we miss? What have I missed? Okay, uh, and it's like, oh, you're ribbing me. Finn Balor didn't come out as a demon. I was having a poo. <laughs> <laughs> Does uh, the demon make normal Balor look shit? Yes. Is this a problem? Yes. I think it really is. The problem is, I liked how they only do the demon at pay per views, but then they didn't do it at certain pay per views. If they always had Balor doing it at pay per view and being part of Balor. Then I think it would have worked better. But can we just can we just make Balor better? Could just put him over more, like as normal Finn Balor. Do you think that the injuries have hindered anyone pushing him till the XFL kicks off? 
Oh, that's a tricky one. Because it's a case of, we've pushed you, we've given you that, and granted, it was a buckle bomb on a you know, second time rolling some, fortunately. But he's going to keep taking time. risks. He's not going to be that guy that keeps it no. safe all the time. But I sit there, and Balor's got a very strong following amongst wrestling fans. He's pretty over. Balor, I don't think, has a strong wrestling f- uh, support under the casual fan. Yeah. Because I think they look at Balor when he's not the demon, and they go... But whose fault is that? Well, a bit of both. I think it's more the booking than anything, because they brought him in as a strong guy to Well, that's the thing. It, it's down to the booking, but it's also then down to maximizing minutes. And I don't know if part of Balor at the moment is they're doing... Because you notice yeah. he does a lot of smiling. Do you reckon they're trying to do this to be like, Balor's like a, I'm a smiley heel. <laughs> I yeah. don't mind. Big smiles. Because the problem is with Balor, as a demon, they covered a lot of that character. But as Balor, as Finn Balor, people are like, oh, it's some small Irish guy. Which is a shame. <sighs> I, I, this is how I'd, I'd do it. Like, you know, it's getting fancy booking territory here, which we try to avoid. But uh, I would love Bala to be booked as a strong face, Jericho-esque. Okay. And then full-blown heel turn when you least expect it. Against uh, Brian Danielson or something. Have a respectful feud. And then suddenly he's an absolute prick and like beats the shit out of him one day. Uh, and um, maybe this is just because I've seen him be Bullet Club Finn Bala, Prince Devitt. Um, and I know how good he can be as a heel, especially a cheaty little Shawn Michaels-esque, like, cheats to get those wins, like that DX period Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He could very much play that character. And you've got 10 wrestlers, Bullet Club guys, ready that could jump up to the main roster quick as his, like, you know, backup. Well, I also wonder if this is part of his problem. Because he was so popular as Bullet Club, Yeah. and then when they brought in Gallows and Anderson as well, Yeah. as Bullet Club or The Club. The Club, yeah. While WWE are now very much open to signing independent wrestlers, Tamatonga doesn't need it. Doesn't need Finn. No, doesn't do, doesn't need WWE. <laughs> Tamatonga as a PG character would not work. That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> Go flip yourself. <laughs> but at the same time, you bring all Tongas in at once, and you bring in Gallows and Anderson, and potentially Marty Skrull as well as the cruiser guy to back up Finn Balor. Don't put crew. No, don't put Skull on the cruiserweight show. It's too good for. No, him. no, no, no. I mean, like, as in the smaller guy as part of their group. But he's bigger than Bala. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he is. I think he is. Nah, he's definitely not. But I, I saw Zach wrestle Bala for Progress, and they're about the same size. Either way, Marty's definitely smaller than Zach. I, I wonder if part of Bala's problem was the injury. I think part of Bala's problem is the fact that the demon is more interesting than the Finn Balor character. Mm. And I think part of it is still old school Vince McMahon going, huh, this, you said this guy was a success. Mm, he hasn't drawn a dime. Yeah. It's like, well, if you'd put him with Gallows and Anderson and let them be Bullet Aver, I mean, obviously you can't be Bullet Club due to, you know, rights. Yeah. And Balor Club was a farce. <laughs> the and one that, man club, you mean? Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm worried for Finn Balor's career in WWE. I'm thinking back to when he held the belt in NXT. I didn't enjoy that time period very much. Uh, his matches were very middle of the road. Like, I had some good stuff with Joe. Uh, had some when he was matches. with Joe at Wembley Arena, when they yeah. did NXT TakeOver UK, very good match. But that was his best work. He hasn't, and while this is going to sound controversial, I very much like Prince Devitt, and I watched the stuff of him in New Japan on yep. YouTube. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the product. Uh, predominantly but I kept an eye on on, on Prince Devitt Uh he is nowhere near the level 
he was in New Japan. Maybe he needs to be top mid-carder for WWE. Finn Balor needs to Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Finn Balor could do- Finn Balor on the Indies would be a better career move for him because I worry that he'll end up similar to what he said earlier about Ziggler. Finn Balor, like a lot of people, the dream is to get to WWE. Mm. And if you're only good money and that's what you want to do, I think that's what you want to do. But I get the impression with Devitt, he wants to wrestle and he wants to tell good stories. Yeah. Because I get the impression as well that he's not a frivolous chap. I get the impression there, and a lot of these wrestlers are sensible now, they will save their money. You know how New Japan's on the verge of like a whole bunch of new stables potentially? Yeah. Because there's lots of like interior feuds. Yeah, because cause, uh, everyone's falling to pieces at the moment, aren't they? It feels like it a little bit. Like they, they've, after the G1, they've brought a lot of those things back to like yeah. how they were. What if Akira Tazawa, Kenta, Shinsuke Nakamura, Finn Balor, yes, please, all jumped at the same time? Yes, please. A million times, yes, please. Oh my God. What a stable they could be. And just because I enjoyed their tag team, take Apollo Crews as well. <laughs> <laughs> he would be fucking over in New Japan. So in a hard. big way. He's so talented. They've ruined his character. Yeah. Oh my Lord. Anyway, come on. Let's get back to SummerSlam. Shinsuke, or as uh, as once referred to, Shinsuke <laughs> Nakamura against Jeff Hardy for the US title Nakamura over Hardy Randy Orton comes down after the match again without being disrespectful to these two guys Nakamura is dead to me as this character I don't enjoy it the nut the nut shot six months just ruined him for me Jeff Hardy I've I've never wanted someone to leave a company so much for their own success yeah Shinsuke just doesn't need to sign anything he just needs to remember how over he was against Sami Zayn that first debut match yeah oh my god and what a match yeah and Again, we've said it in the past on pods. I hate the fight forever chant, but my response at that stage was, I could do another five. I yeah. could do another five minutes. Absolutely. This. Yeah, 100%. He uh, need- they've ruined his character so much that he's been booked terribly. Well, they've I ruined fully him. Fully blame Vince McMahon. They've ruined Kenta because, yeah. as we've said before, unfortunately, look, see Asuka as well, Vince McMahon cannot book talent who is not from North America. Yeah, feels like it. Yeah, it's a real shame. It is a real shame because, as we said on the pre-show, Andre Cien Almas, the Sombra. That's the first one I was going to bring up. He is so primed for super stardom. He can do everything. Like we talk about like Ziggler and stuff being like Shawn Michaels. There's a perfect Mexican Shawn Michaels sitting right there ready yep. to go. And he can't... Good valet, good story, awesome moveset, can wrestle anyone. Vince didn't get hold of Asuka in NXT. Asuka was a killer who could have main evented and people talk about her main eventing at WrestleMania Ugh, winning the first again. women's Royal Rumble. But unfortunately, she sounds funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince. She's from a different country. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Texas? <laughs> <laughs> no, Vince. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, as you said, I like Nakamura, but I don't, I, he can't stay in WWE and Kenta should just run Kent should just get on a plane and go. <laughs> he should just do a Neville. Injuries have been a problem for him. Oh, let's add Neville to that group as well, by the way. Yes, please. That's one super killer stable, like boost New Japan's rating through the roof. Yeah. Nick all those WWE fans. That New Japan World subscription would go through the roof if those guys... Just Shinsuke Nakamura coming back would do it. Yeah. But, you know, a few of the others jumping as well, I think. Well, uh, having, having Cesaro and Kent with him as well. Yeah. All what in, if, what all if in suits. <laughs> oh, Cody yes. starts an actual company. 
Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't either. Just do the one show a year. I think for making code, a party, making know? a mild t- tangent before we go back to to my disdain for Mandy Orson in a second. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder if in the future Cody will invest heavily with Corgan in NWA. Nah, never. NWA is dead. No, it's not. Yes, it is. This is the most mainstream action the NWA's had, and if they capitalise on it, still, it's just because of Cody. I think you're fine. because Billy Corgan. Smashing pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> I love Naka's uh, black velvet trousers, by the way. What a gangster. He, I know they changed their th- his theme song so people wouldn't sing along. And that was a they very... They still sing along. <laughs> yeah. But it just sounds cack now, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it, I mean, I don't I don't detest it, but the original theme was so good. The biggest mistake they ever made with Nakamura was changing the screens during his entrance. Yes. Like, why? Why? It more, was so perfect. <laughs> more children at the main roster show, so more chance of epilepsy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, I understand. Um, back to Nakamura. But, like, when the music oh, kicks in and it unveils the Shinsuke Nakamura, why yeah. don't they do that anymore? Idiots. Yeah, absolute idiots. Like, that was perfect. Like, uh, changing Seth Rollins' music was a good idea to yes. burn it down. Suddenly he's got a thing that is totally over, uh, especially with kids. Um, changing Shinsuke's was the worst decision they ever made. Yeah. Um, at the end of this match... That was an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I, this shows maybe they'd run out of time. Randy Orton comes down and then walks away. Yeah, it's, it's almost a case of Randy was like, oh, I've missed my cue. Ah, sod it. I'll just go back. Literally, Randy Orton out and then back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. waste of time. I wonder if it's just that, like they have to play his music every pay-per-view for him to get royalties. <laughs> Getting on the... <laughs> it's like Pat Patterson at WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 Got to get Randy on the show. Oh, it was awful. But then we move on to another title match. We had the Raw Women's Championship match, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa Bliss. Another amazing opening package. Yeah. God damn, they nail these so, so much. I'd say that this pay-per-view, this is the best production value they've had of their pre-match build-ups in years. They put a lot of work in this. This yeah. is really good. Yeah, I mean, WWE is never bad on the production side, but this, this whole show production-wise was pretty much perfect. Now, did we have any doubt that this was going to end in a Rousey victory? Without a natty heel turn, which obviously is not going to happen because her dad just died the week before, which is an absolute buzzkill and a real shame because, uh, you know, love a bit of Anvil. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, there was no chance in hell <laughs> that Royal Rousey was walking out of here with the belt. But this goes show, and a lot of people who were... and. If I'm honest, when there was murmurings um, at, the, at the beginning of the year, yeah, that Ronda Rousey would be at the women at the Royal Rumble, my reaction initially was, I don't have a problem with it as long as she doesn't end at the Rumble and win it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think how they've done it with her is very good. It's been so good. She has come such a long way in a short time, and she's so. I, they always say in commentary because she's so into it. It is like watching Kurt Angle. Yeah. Just she, a sponge she gets for the business. She 100% she? gets it. You know, Needs to work on promos, as most people do. Yeah. Promos give, her Paul, give her Paul Heyman. Just yeah. give her Paul Heyman. But then she can't be face. When she turns heel... Oh, of course she can. Paul's over. No. If Paul wants to be a face, he can be a face. When they have the MMA stable of the four horsewomen, give them Heyman then. Oh, and turn them all, all heel? Baszler, Rousey. Oh, see, I think that's tricky. Like, I know they're friends and stuff. I, don't, I think Baszler's such a good heel. I think Rousey is pretty much always going to be a face well like we said on uh, on, the, on the previous pod I think that it's going to be a case and maybe they'll feud and then combine over respect yeah where does Charlotte Flair fit in with this uh, a different title different brand come on man 
Well, I've, I've already <laughs> said Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey will be headlining this year's WrestleMania. Oh, I, I still to, think I still it? think it has to be. If I wonder if they're going to have beef at this Evolution pay per view. Start the feud. Yeah. Mm. Go through Rumble. Bump into each other in the back with both belts. Yeah. Yeah. And then get it on at Mania. Where do Becky Lynch and Asuka fit into this? They go against each other. Yeah. Because I'd love to see that. They would beat the tar out of each other. Asuka Hill? Lynch Hill. Lynch Hill? Oh. Yeah. Lynch Hill, Asuka Ooh. face. I don't know how that works, but okay. And also, Asuka <laughs> would have gone to New Japan and joined the uh, the New Japan Club. <laughs> Asuka's going to be fine. She's going to be all right. <laughs> She's hopefully going to be booked away from Vince McMahon. So it's yeah. going to be fine. It's going to be um, good. Obviously, the finish with the armbar. Yep. Again, believable finisher. I do find it strange how in MMA, Ronda Rousey could pull people's arms out, but little Alexa Bliss can still fight off a little bit of this armbar. But Come again, on. It, no, I, I, I know. Us. <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's got to be some doubt. But again, Alexa Bliss, MVP of all women's wrestling. Considering when she was called up and she was like number 42 draft pick. She got put over hard, to be fair. Yeah. You know, I think if you take a few people on this roster and put them over like they put over Alexa Bliss, where she wins every time she's in a championship match. But she always she always delivers. Oh, yeah. She's outstanding. Unless it's the Bailey This Is Your Life promo, which was flipping awful. Yeah. Apart from that, which didn't go well. And obviously, they're trying to do uh, Rock Mankind or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Rock Austin? Rock Mankind. Rock this Mankind. Is your life. Yeah. Oh, it was Mankind doing the rocks, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, of course it was. Um, you ca- you come here with the rock and you don't even get him to go to second base! <laughs> <laughs> Aside oh, from that one promo, <laughs> uh, she is outstanding on the microphone. Like, yeah. Really, really good. I also like the fact she's not completely ridiculously stick thin anymore. Yeah. She seems to have put on a little bit of bulk, which I think has got to be good for her in ring. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I don't... I, sometimes with these really scrawny girls in WWE, you see them taking these bumps and you're like, there's nothing holding your bones together. And like, please just eat a sandwich. Come on. Some of the stuff as well out of the ring that Alexa Bliss does. She's a very good positive role model for for young girls as well. Okay. Um, for example, I don't pay attention to like any of that sort of stuff. To be honest, there's a lot of the promo stuff about, and she's been very open about her eating disorder when right. she's young. I think it's nice that someone who the girls see and they go, "She's really good." Oh, she had problems too, and. I think that's still what WWE and a PG era do really well. Okay. They tackle problems. Obviously, very difficult doing, let's not be a bully, be a star. Ah, no, you're fat. Yeah, I have issues with that. Yeah. But. but I think for the actual out of, out of ring stuff, that I think Alexa Bliss does quite a good job for it. But Ronda Rousey is a star. Yeah, someone fetch my mop because some bitch has been squashed in the ring. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. seriously, <laughs> Rousey killed her. The only she's so intense the, the, yeah. the LODS makeup as well like I like that she's I think that pushing really this well. character yeah. yeah what I didn't like at the end of this match I understand Natty coming out that's great but similar to most of the stable centers when the Bellas came out for no reason boo did th- I don't remember that at all yeah. okay Bellas in the ring they all celebrated with Ronda Rousey I thought it- you were going to say I didn't like Rouse- Rousey making out with Travis Brown at ringside because it was fucking disgusting they were yeah, like was- sucking each other's face off and I'm like oh come on that wasn't great <laughs> But in my mind, I was be like, oh, I wish I was him. <laughs> She's so angry. Rousey? Mm. Nah, Rousey's not my type, but it's all good. I, li- I like a lady who beats the shit out of me. That's why I married my wife. <laughs> Hi. Hello, dear. <laughs> Let's get that garden sorted. <laughs> I am okay with it. That sounded so bad. <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, go on, made a bed. I think the fans would have crapped all over this had they not had Braun Strowman going, I'm going to cash in as soon as this match is <laughs> over and I'm just going to stand here. Okay. Yeah. I think Yeah, yeah. I think I that added to it. Um again, there was no doubt that Lesnar was going to drop the belt. It was just to who. 
I would have loved it if he'd kept it. I thought he was going to keep it. And Vince McMahon going, ha! I thought it was all a work. You know, the whole UFC stuff. I thought that they were going to use this to get Brock more money, basically. I, 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 Brock is not making it to the UFC. I'll tell you that right now. He's, uh, really? I, 100% he is going to get popped for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just popped for Fabricio Verdum and yep. basically retired him because he's got a two-year ban now. Well, he's done, isn't he? He's absolutely done. Well, John Jones is still probably like a 12-year ban by the time he has like 93 other bits of do testing. Do you know about, um, this is probably not podcast worthy, but uh, do you know John Jones has passed a lie detector test? Fuck off. Yeah, absolutely. Got a, Had a lie detector test to say like, essentially, did you take these deliberately? And he said no, passed it. I don't believe lie detector tests and I don't believe John Jones. Brock will make it just for the one money fight because Dana White realised UFC is struggling so they don't have any real stars so they won't test him. Or they'll try and find oh, a way to make it. No, no, it's an outsider company called USADA that come in to test and they test people out of competition as well. It's how they caught Fabrizio Verdum because with steroids, basically, mm. I, I'm sure you've yeah. been around it enough to understand. But um, Yeah, look at me. <laughs> not you necessarily. <laughs> Jacked. But, you know. <laughs> You're in pro wrestling. You've been in it for quite a long time now. I'm sure you've had stories. Mm-hmm. Um, as just a fan, I've had fucking tons of stories. But the cycling on, cycling off process, yeah, it's very easy to do and very easy to get away with. Not so much nowadays if you're in the UFC. No, but I, I wonder if basically Dana White's gone to Brock and gone, just don't do anything. This is going to make everyone a lot of money. Get I, there. I don't think he can... I really don't think Brock is capable. I think it's a mental thing more than anything. I think he thinks he has to take roids. Like he's been popped so many times yeah, in the true. UFC. Like over and over again. When's the last time anyone WWE got wellness, by the way? Oh, that's a very good point. I was thinking this the other day. That's been flipping ages, isn't it? Look at the roidy monkeys they've got in their company right now as well. ET3. <coughs> what? Hey, that's, <laughs> that's natural hard work, man. Of course it is. Yeah, that that's, is. Uh, that's chicken and broccoli all yeah. day long. All that roid acne stuff on his back, yes. It's totally hard work. It's nothing yeah, to do with yeah. it's, it's very hot in Florida, you yeah. sweaty. That person with that bill is meant to look like that, obviously. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway. That's it. Uh, <laughs> chicken and broccoli. <laughs> Speaking of Brock, Ellie. Hey! Uh, can we point out that there is a 3D graphic for Roman Reign that is a literal big dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, in, in fairness, again, from a production value, I know WWE are trying new things. I don't like these graphics. I think I think they appeal to everyone. They're not for me. They're cheesy as hell, aren't they? But they need to be better quality graphics at least. Did you notice, obviously this is a bit of a segue from the main event, did you notice how they were saying some of the pre-show is broadcast in VR? Really? Mm. Oh, I know that sometimes they've had those uh, tripod things with the, the 3D cameras around. Yeah. VR now, interesting. Yeah. So I wonder if this is going to be the next big thing on the network. I wonder if you're going to be able to pick your oh. seat and watch. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I think that's where their next big money is. VR porn, VR WWE. Yeah, both. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have a VR headset. I'm just joking. It's fine. (laughs) I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, should I just go make a tea? (laughs) Uh, Obviously, Broad's going to say he's going to cash in. Uh, Three Spears, uh, Rampage Jackson, Slam by Reigns. Uh, Suplex City, you both suck chant by the fans. It, it's it's alright. It's not a bad match. It's just exactly what you expected. Now they've tried to make Brock heal as well. They're both just not over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's my comment. I think people saying Roman Reigns can't wrestle is a bit unfair. I appreciate a lot of fans are un, un, unhappy he is shoved down their throat, but you need to, Vince McMahon realises without seeing it, he needs to make a star to do his TV appearances. He's booked him completely the wrong way though. 
Yeah. He hasn't let him naturally get over, which he was getting there, and then started to push him. Yeah. He's pushed him in advance. He's, he's basically going, no, I'm right. You're all wrong. Get fucked. I think, again, we've, we've spoken about this in the past. The turning point for Roman Reigns was after he beat Undertaker. Five minutes booing. My yard now. Leave. That is the Roman Reigns you want to be the heel to then get over as the big face. Definitely. As the big face. <laughs> the big the face dog. <laughs> the big dog face. <laughs> the big dog. Ah, the dog face gremlin. <laughs> is he Scott different. Steiner? <laughs> Rick Steiner even. All right, let's, let's do it. Uh, Roman Reigns, I think, could have been a huge star. Uh, I enjoyed him as part of the Shield. Uh, should have been Chris Hero that came up instead. Agreed. Um, I think he was primed, ready to go off the back of Seth turning heel. Uh, should have sent Dean Ambrose off to go do his own feud and just have Seth and uh, Roman Reigns feud for a year. Uh, Seth should have won everything. <laughs> well, he did, didn't he? Yeah, but not against Roman. Yeah, true. You know, it was it was kind of bitty here and there. And then kind of Seth got injured and stuff. And that's when Roman's push started to become the thing. Yeah. And they just put him over everyone. And it's did they not learn their lesson with Cena? Which is interesting now because one thing I did notice about this show, the wrestling was very good. The storytelling with Brian and Miz was very good. For the first time on a wrestling show in years, I think they don't need John Cena anymore. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing because then when Cena Maybe. will come back, people actually want to see him wrestle and do his five moves of doom. I think the merch sales would say otherwise mm. in that I think Cena's merch is still going to make him and them a lot of money. But on that side of things, because let's say that lots of new people are joining the product or starting to enjoy the new product each year. As we said, the numbers are up for the network, numbers are up for the share price and the uh, live attendances. Why would a seven-year-old want a T-shirt of someone they've never seen? Because he's in every movie ever at the moment. <laughs> yeah, besides The Rock. And The Rock doesn't sell merch in WWE. Probably due yeah. to licensing deals. I was going to say, he probably could if he wanted to. So I that think classic Rock T-shirt, you'd tell a million of them right now, yeah. just the Brahma Bull. Put that out. Uh, he hasn't even got the Brahma Bull on his arm anymore, does he? He's had like some other big tattoo yeah. done over it. That was a stupid decision. I th- anyway. It's the evolution of the Brahma Bull. Do you not remember his bullshit story while he covered up his little bull yeah, tattoo? It didn't work, did it? How um, so and so to finish off, obviously, Reigns gets a win, but Brock Lesnar's beating the crap out of Braun Strowman. So Braun Strowman can't cash in. We've got Roman Reigns. I noticed WWE quickly cut at the end. Reigns stands on the turnbuckle, cut, done. We're end of the pay per view. So I didn't have any cheering. Yeah. Sorry. I say cheering. Booing. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly didn't have any cheering. Um Roman Reigns is a heel. Yes, please. I think it, but as dickhead cocky heel, give him a nice watch, give him a nice suit. Reigns? Yeah. Do you say, yeah, okay, yeah, I agree with that. I'd love to see him as a heel. But um, I, I want to see Cena as a heel when he was over at his highest, highest, like peak, or whatever. They're not going to do it. No. And I think Cena's gone through. I, I did forget that Cena was a heel earlier in his career. And I then thought to myself, I think there's only ever been one wrestler in my time that has only ever been face in WWE. What, Cena? No, because he's been heel. Oh, of course he was. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. Who? Rey Mysterio. He's never been a heel. Are we... Oh. In WWE. I say, 
he was kind of in WCW. It didn't work, but... Yeah. I, d- I don't recall that little Mexican guy without a mask on. <laughs> That's a fair point, yeah. And his little beaded necklace. And the little horns. Yeah. That was good. I like that. Um, I, I, think, I, think we, I think you've got the word wrong for crap. <laughs> you just said good. <laughs> ah, That's right. Um, uh, my literal note here, it says, Fade to black, no goddamn money in the bank cash in. What the fuck? Fuck this company. Jesus. That was, that was quite harsh of what was quite a good SummerSlam. Yeah, a really good SummerSlam. This finish annoyed me. If you're going to tease the, the money in the bank cash in, especially with Braun coming out, we should do it. But I understand why they didn't. Yeah. I understand why the feud continues. Brock's leaving. They need the story. Just put the belt on Braun, for God's sake. Put the belt on Braun. Put the belt on Braun. I can't say it enough. Do like, it on the biggest he stage. needs it. Do it on the biggest stage. As long as the thing that... Is SummerSlam not big enough? Not, it has to be WrestleMania? Not for mainstream. Against Brock Lesnar? Not for mainstream. Because it's, it's a cheap win. <sighs> to me, uh, he cashes in at the beginning of the match, do a triple threat. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns... I'm sorry, Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman beat the shit out of Roman Reigns to start the match. Roman's taken out of it in five minutes. Brock and... Um, Let, uh, Brock and Strowman stiff the hell out of each other. Yeah, but, but they big did power slam. They did that at Balls of Fire, they didn't did. they? That's what I want to see over Slow and over and over again. Down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brock... Braun power slams the shit out of Lesnar four or five times, pins him clean in the middle of the ring. Biggest pop ever. Keeps about five years. No problem. That's the thing, though, isn't it? That they they are in danger with Braun Strowman of l- people losing interest. Yeah. So he needs to hold the belt and hold it for a long time. He needs to Andre that belt. A hundred percent. He needs to Hogan Andre. He needs to be the man for a long time. Yep. Yeah. There needs, there obviously needs to be in the position where he can be put in mortal peril. Yeah, but yeah, he should. Braun Strowman should rarely be on TV. Braun Strowman should hold that belt forever. And they've proved with the Universal Title that you don't need to have your champion on TV to be able to have compelling storylines. Yeah, as long as there's a decent writing to explain why he's not there and build to when he is on TV. I would like to see it on TV more, but yes, I agree. But I think to have someone be a marquee attraction because this thing they got wrong with the big show if they rolled out big show every other pay-per-view oh my god who's this guy and no one beat the big show it'd be great but they flip <laughs> flopped him heel face heel face heel face and the difference is braun can work yeah. after only doing it for a couple of years that's the thing right braun can cut promos he's got a really interesting way of cutting promos as well it's completely unique he's yeah. just good basically get these hands yes but he can deliver lines like really really well like written lines well he can scare the crap out of people exactly he's a giant he's insanely athletic his old gimmick is completely over he's got feuds up and down the card ready to go like uh, he's got history with a lot of people you know like bray wyatt for example yeah start him and bray wyatt off like he's gonna beat the crap out of bray wyatt obviously squash him a few times but like that's an easy feud to tell straight away It's just there's so many little things like that with him that I'm just like we're ready to go. Like put the belt on him already. Do you think though? What, because this is the problem. One, we both know WWE won't leave the belt on him for five years. They, they should, should, yeah, but they won't. No, at least beat Punk's reign. Do you think that if they put the belt on Braun Strowman again, would he lose his appeal? No, he becomes the biggest wrestling superstar of all time. He seems like such a nice guy. You could put yeah. him on Saturday morning TV and stuff like that with the belt, and he'd be adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Watch him and Alexa Bliss in the Mixed Max tag thing from last year. 
as a as a side thing, did you just when Braun was starting to get more prominence as a singles wrestler, he was going for all the squashes and sort of killing James Ellsworth when he made his debut. Yeah. Um, did sorry, you... just to say, put Braun in like four or five big movies as well. Yeah, as like you know the lovable giant or whatever. Um. Okay. Definitely put him in movies. Mm, definitely don't let him do comedy. Princess Bride. Yeah. All right then. Fine. Tick. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But I was going to say on the subject, he's lovable and quite down to earth. Did you see that when he first started doing his squash matches, that someone found his Tinder profile? Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know this. There's a picture of him just in shorts picking up a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not love this man? <laughs> he's the best. So I think, yeah, he is the future of wrestling. And But they've got to be very careful with their timing of pulling the trigger. Imagine if they lose him to New Japan. New Japan coming to big money and they start dropping WCW levels of like what about if you came to us for a while all I will say now is I'd quite be, be quite keen on seeing Strowman versus Walter <laughs> but let's not fancy yes, please let's not yes fancy please <laughs> so, uh, we've said this a million times but Walter needs to go to New Japan like now yeah last little thoughts on SummerSlam if you have a sign that isn't about the people in the current match don't fucking put it in the air put your sign down <laughs> and coach is a talentless doofus uh, best SummerSlam ever I'd say best SummerSlam in 13 years since 2005 I don't remember which one that was that was Jericho Cena that was Edge Matt Hardy that was Hogan Michaels oh, okay I remember the time period yeah is that the one where Sean oversells for Hogan <laughs> yeah that might be one of my favourite matches ever yeah watch it watch it on the network because it's yeah. just hilarious it, like Sean Michaels rolls to the outside of the ring does like three back rolls and hits the ground holds his face but in terms of storytelling and having some good WWE matches best WWE pay-per-view in years it's right up there yeah, it really definitely. is I still have no interest <laughs> like I don't want to watch Raw or SmackDown anymore. I'm just like, there's nothing really grabbing my. They have to put the belt on Braun for me to watch it. Yeah, I think for me, my interest in WWE disappeared when Punk left, and it's a shame because obviously, I like Punk as a wrestling character. I think, as I've said to you in the past, Punk's a prick. We're yeah, we're excluding NXT for this. Yes, yeah, we're just talking main roster sort of main stuff. roster yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, like like we said, we're getting into a WWE pay per view. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I can maybe tell you two, possibly three matches on that card. Yeah. Do you think this is um, us getting older, uh, watching more wrestling outside of WWE? I think that is a factor to it. But I think the reason we looked elsewhere is because we went for a barren period where the wrestling wasn't great. Yeah. You the Baron Corbin period. Sorry, I can help it. I've just got no 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 sense <laughs> of anything. But it just sounded funny to me. Go on, carry on. But if you think that. The last two major storylines in WWE were Daniel Bryan's push at WrestleMania 30. Yeah. And that only happened because Punk quit. Yeah. And prior to that was Punk's, inverted commas, pipe bomb promo, where Punk basically was allowed a microphone and actually talked people into seats and had money in the bank for Cena. It's almost like they can't see what's in front of their faces, what needs to happen. Like, we're talking about those two moments. Uh, The first one is Punk doing what Punk wanted to do and not being told, this is your script, this is what you're saying. Yep. Um, which obviously there has to be an element of that with a TV show, especially a narrative TV show, which essentially WWE is. Um, but giving them the freedom to talk and do his own thing is really important. And the other thing with Dragon is the fans dictating how you book someone. Yeah, we want to see him in the main event. So what would you do? Would you put him in the main event? Because your fans want, and your, your fee-paying customers want to see something happen. 
if it's possible to do it, would you do it? This is the man that put over Brett and Lex and let the fans decide who was going to be the main event. Yep. What is his problem with doing that nowadays? He, regrettably, Vince McMahon is is the reason we are here doing this podcast. Vince McMahon is the reason I'm in SEPW. Vince McMahon is the reason everyone who do- goes to a wrestling show got into it because they knew of WWE. 100%. Unfor- we owe him everything. Yeah. Unfortunately, Vince McMahon, as a continuing theme on World Wrestling Podcast, is is out of touch now. Yeah. Vince McMahon knows what he thinks makes a superstar in the 80s. EC3. I see a lot of people posting stuff like, look at this little kid looking at Roman Reigns and how adorable he is and how much he loves his hero. I don't have a problem with making WWE kid-friendly. No, not at all. It 100% should be. It should 100% be targeted at kids. I don't think kids are dumb. No. And that's how I feel WWE book. They book for dumb kids. I remember being at a Monday Night Raw at the O2. And Cena came out, and there was a little kid sat next to me who was cheering so loudly for John Cena, and he couldn't understand why everyone was booing his hero. And at that stage, I'm thinking, I don't know if part of this is a good lesson in life that you must choose to like what you like, but at the same time, he's seeing his hero be booed. Yeah. Why is my idol not liked by these people? And... I think, as you said, organic moments make wrestling work. Luckily for Miz and Daniel Bryan, I said, I assume they probably planned some of it. I think the Miz possibly... I I want to believe that Miz overstepped the mark. I want to. The the fan of me wants to believe that was a proper shoot. I know it's not. But I want to believe that he was like, here's some bullet points. And then the Miz was like, here's what I'm going to take that bullet (laughs) point as. You know how sometimes in the ring, for example, it's happened with Austin and Big Show, where Big Show is not emoting enough. Yeah. So Austin stiffs the hell out of him. And so Big Show gets genuinely angry and starts coming back. And Austin yeah. in the corner is like, good way to get some heat, brother. <laughs> you know? I've heard that story a few times. Um, that's what I feel Miz and Dragon yeah, definitely. would do. You know, um, But yeah, Vince McMahon can't understand the concept of organic booking. Yeah, Vince McMahon will book for Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon will not book for the fans. Now, I, I know I've said in the past, Vince McMahon knows how to make a star because look at how much money the, 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 the product makes. But people pay for the subscription and it's people of our age who have a little bit of disposable income each month who want to sit down and have nostalgia. I don't have the WWE Network because I want to watch the latest pay-per-views of Monday Night Raw. Okay. I watch them because they're there. I want to go back and watch wrestling that I enjoyed as a kid and appreciate it now. I want to go back and look at people like Akeem the African Dream, just for my own entertainment. I want to go Never back. forget. <laughs> I want to go back and watch Kamala pin people on their bellies and look confused why I can't beat your marks for the IC title. <laughs> They're the things I like. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I will watch the odd, odd thing right. of Raw. But if you look on my network, what I've been watching, I started watching like Raws after WrestleMania 17. Where, where are you going with this? Get to the point. Well, no, I'm just saying. People have disposable income. So Vince McMahon, while I've said in the past, knows how to make a star and run a business. Yeah. It's the wrestling fans who are paying and going to these events through habit. It's like the people who will go and get a coffee in the morning. They don't want a coffee, but it's part of their routine. They'll go and get a coffee. I will watch wrestling pay-per-views and I watch WWE pay-per-views because I've watched them my entire life that I remember. So I will always pay money for the WWE Network. I will always... 
if WWE's in the UK, and I'm sure we're both in the same boat, if WWE would do a SummerSlam Romania here, I'd be throwing my credit card at them and oh, saying, give me the best seats ever. 100%, yeah. <laughs> we're there, by the way. Exactly. But the problem is, if we do that, we'd be like, oh, Roman Reigns in the main event. Great. <laughs> we I- get to be with annoying little kids. It'd be great. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah. I'd never do that, by the way. I'm not a dick. But I think that Vincent Mann, I think we're going to see a completely different WWE from 2020. Uh, do you reckon that's the when the change will happen? I think so. But I also think, and I'll throw this out there as a prediction, I hope we're still doing the podcast a few years time because I enjoy it very much. Bloody better be, yeah. This is going to become a weekly thing again, by the way, listeners. Come April 2020, when the XFL kicks off, WWE is going to be sold to Disney. <laughs> oh, big statement. And, very big statement. And wow. I, That's never going to happen, but go on. No. <laughs> the second WWE sell to Disney... Yeah. The egg timer on that company's life is five years. If WWE yeah. stays in the hands of Stephanie Paul Levesque, I believe that they will keep it going. And They're it publicly will traded, so that could happen. But yeah. I don't think it will. But I think if they take it to Disney... But WWE's share value will never go high enough to the point where Disney could buy them out. Vince, One uh, billion pound TV deal. Okay. Two million network subscribes at ten dollars a month. But Vince still has more money than that to be able to hold on to the shares. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's Vince though. I'm saying 2020. If Vince goes to the XFL and that kicks off as a success, yeah. I also think that Vince McMahon is partly doing the XFL because he knows that he can't do the WWE. He can't do the schedule anymore. He won't admit it, but I wonder if Vince McMahon is. This is his way of winding down. Yeah. Okay. So while I said yeah, we, don't, we don't do fancy not? booking, I would say that... twenty can't bear to be at home with Zombie Linda at all, can he? <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's medicated and he's making out of Trish Strats in front of her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally would. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, I think that... Or oh, that Linda. <laughs> but as I said, you've got a prime network property at a billion pounds. Sorry, a billion dollars. You missed my joke. Don't worry, carry on. I'm, I'm, choo- I'm choosing to ignore. <laughs> okay. I'm talking money. It's my job. I say, this is your favourite thing. I'm, I'm genuinely interested to see how you see this going. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's it's a billion dollar TV network deal for their B show. With Rupert Murdoch, Scumbag, carry yeah. on. On Scummy Fox. Yeah. You've got 2 million subscribers at 10, let's say $10 for the UK and elsewhere. It's more money because we pay £10. Yeah. pay $10. Poor Irish. They pay a lot for those. Yeah. But let's say you're looking at $20 million a month just by having your back catalogue on there. And yes, obviously, you've got to still produce new content, but you've got a roster of 100 and okay, 700 so, people. So 10 after tax. Yeah. Because you know they're paying 50%. They must yeah. be. But then you're looking at, I don't know, $120 million just there, just on the back catalogue every year, pretty much guaranteed income. Because subscriptions have only gone up every year. Now, obviously, it'll reach mm. a point. It'll reach a plateau. But then there'll be kids who will then be able to go, oh, they talk about this network. Oh, I can sign up. I can do this. I can do that. I can get gift cards for the network. You've got a property there, which is huge business. Disney, if it's really garnered at kids, obviously, they're not going to put it on the Disney channel. But if you, if you get people, like you said, if Braun Strowman becomes the huge star, imagine his crossover potential in Disney films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll sell to Disney. I just don't think it'll happen. I don't think Disney are interested. Um, they might be, because Disney buy everything nowadays. They bought Star Wars, for God's sake. Um, and then all I have to say is go watch New Japan, kids. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> to finish off today's episode, it's time for everyone's favorite game. That's right. 
It's promos with a Z. Cue that music. I, unfortunately, today at work, didn't have much time to prepare um, a... A normal set. So we've had the Hardys, we've had the we've had the Bellas, we've had the Steins, we've had the Dudleys. Did we do a Bellas? I don't remember that. Anyway, we did. Okay, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we have a mismatch of wrestling promoters. We've got the Vince McMahon, Paul Heyman, Jim Cornette edition. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! So we've got Vince, Paulie, uh, yeah, and Cornette. <laughs> Cornette. <laughs> Oh, I didn't expect that. Go on, that's a brilliant selection. Oh my god! Usual promos with a Z rules. Uh, five promos, three to win. Okay, all right, let's do it. I'm in. I'm totally okay. In. Promo number one. I just figured out their lips aren't moving with the words. Say that again. Slow down. I've just figured out their lips aren't moving with the words. I've just figured out their lips aren't moving with the words. That's right. It's got to be Vince, isn't it? Uh, Paul oh. Heyman during a Kyantai promo. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't think of the context. So I was like, I don't know, go on. Okay, bollocks. One down. Okay. If I like you, I'm going to tell you. I'm a hugger. Even with men, I'm just very deep. Oh, I'm stuck between Cornet and Vince. I think it has to be Vince. Ding, ding, ding. It is Vince McMahon. It nice. was a comment on his DVD during one of his interviews. Yeah, I think Vince likes to think of himself like that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, I'm one. Got one. one. One of two right now. I've got a few that are in here just for my own enjoyment. Okay. So I might save those to the end okay. just in case you've no already won. We can do bonus rounds if you've got okay. loads. <laughs> I haven't got loads, but okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> okay, right. Promo number three. Yeah. Shame that man wouldn't have a backbone if you shoved a flag hole up his... <laughs> Sorry, I've got that wrong. It's not a flag hole, it's a flag pole. Sorry. <laughs> Shove his flag pole up his flag hole. <laughs> <laughs> Promo number three. Shame at man wouldn't have a backbone if you shoved a flagpole up his keister. <laughs> okay, so shame at man. Uh, it's got to be Paulie, isn't it? Uh, oh, Cornette. God damn it. On shame at man. When, when did he say that? This is when he was on commentary when Shane was first out with like the... Um, just first out in because you know Cornette was still doing commentary commentary. yeah Yeah, I remember him doing the NWA stuff at Wrestlemania as well like oh I thought it might be like I assumed because the keista I assumed it was uh, Jim yeah but yeah I assumed he wasn't on commentary when Shane was in the ring bollocks got it wrong oh well I've got to get the next two I think you will probably get the next two alright but I enjoy this one Hulk Hogan you may be a household name but so is garbage and it stinks when it gets old (laughs) I know that's poorly obviously (laughs) No, it's Cornette. I was, oh, for Because <laughs> it's when Cornette was doing his little promos. I know exactly yeah. what it was. Yeah, as yeah. soon as he said Cornette, I was like, oh, I can literally picture him doing it. I was it immediately went to Paulie in the ring for ECW. Yeah. Of course it wasn't. Ah, bollocks. Go on, give me the last one anyway. Well, you've got, you've got two left. Is it? Because you know, you're... That was four. Is it four? I've got one left, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, well, in that case, Go on, give me two. Give me a bonus one. No, I'll, I'll give you a bonus one, but <laughs> he, he, here's the one to finish it all. Okay. Mom, I'm in Washington and I'm about to see Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm in Washington and I'm about to see Bush. Right, I can't be Vince. So it's got to be Paulie or Jim Cornette. Mom, I'm in Washington and I'm about to see Bush. 
<sighs> it's very difficult to go between Paulie and Cornette. <laughs> Cornette? <laughs> ah, I did terribly. It was Heyman on commentary. And Vince McMahon was in the ring getting Trish to bark like a dog. And he was getting Trish to right, strip. Right, right, I got you, yeah. And that was uh, Paul Heyman's first night on commentary <laughs> as well. And it, the story goes that he basically heard in the headset as Vince isn't there to control him. He had this massive gasp and he pretty much <laughs> said, later that evening I realised what I could do and what I couldn't do on commentary. <laughs> <laughs> I now remember the segment, obviously. Yeah. I can't even hear Paul saying it. But the, uh, the bonus one Go on. was, uh, again, probably quite an easy one. That snake better have been devenomized. Oh, it's got to be Vincent. Yeah. yeah. And that was when Jake Roberts was uh, chucking the uh, the snake on our old macho, macho. man. Yeah. Macho man. The snake that bit him and then died immediately afterwards. You yeah. know that? Yep. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Don't know what was in that blood. <sighs> well, oh, fucking fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized what you said. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that it was the uh, Hogan garbage one that threw you. But again, it, it was... As soon as I said it, and you were like, oh, it's kind of, oh, obviously it bloody was. I remember the promos. Yeah. The natural man. <laughs> the huckster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so SummerSlam done. We're back in your ear holes on a weekly basis. Happy to announce that uh, we have a bonus pod coming out this week as well. Oh, the delights. Within a day or two, you will see the Marine review. <laughs> review? <laughs> Are we calling it a review? I, well, yeah. We, we, um, we chose to look at a WWE Studios film um, for our own enjoyment. Yeah. Annoyingly, I thought I had this on DVD and didn't. Then I thought it was on Amazon <laughs> or Netflix, and I didn't. So I actually had to buy the film. Cost me four pounds twenty-five. If anyone would like to buy my Marine DVD after the review, it'll be you for sale. You bought sa- the DVD. Yeah. Did you just stream it? N- no. It's <laughs> <laughs> dedication, mate. Of course not. Jesus. Um, so, if anyone would like to buy this DVD, um, I think this pod, the the bonus pod, is going to go out after Hustle Heart Six. But if anyone would like to come and buy it off me at the commentary desk at <laughs> SEPW at Faberslam, <laughs> you can have my Marine DVD. Yeah, yeah. Just, just come You'll up. probably be backstage, right? So I'll be in the audience for both shows, I think. Yeah. Okay? So if you see a fat dude with like a slick back haircut or whatever, like it's probably me. Um, I'm hoping to be at ringside, but I think my voice will be too loud for commentary. Although we've got a massive All sellout right. for uh, Hustle Heart Six, we've had to release extra seats. Nice. Nice. for our academy show great, so man. um this summer slam in british wrestling is hitting everywhere it's great it's brilliant yeah. and the um to not obviously shill my own jazz so to Do speak it. go for it um this pod will probably be coming out on sunday the 16th of september so yeah, maybe before because we've got the bonus pod yeah. as well but we'll see yeah so if you're listening to this before then scpw wrestling is going to be in hawkins for our academy show hustle and heart six so it's our sixth um, volume of our academy show go meet smart mark blake as well yeah smart mark blake's doing ring announcing i will be doing commentary for the first time live at the event and i'll hopefully be in the audience standing at the back somewhere Rich will be in the audience <laughs> the winner of this multi-man match is going to take on just invincible for the hustle heart title again at this show hustle heart six in hawkins excellent um and then the following sunday on the 23rd of september we return to faversham for faverslam where we the two matches announced so far, we've got a triple threat for the SCPW title where Meathead takes on the English Lion, Eddie Bryan, and one of the toughest dudes in British wrestling, JD Knight. Yeah, should be great, man. Should be really good. And announced recently, after their slight ongoing beef, the purveyor of fashion and flamboyance, Will Power, takes on SCPW owner, 
my close personal friend, Mr. Wicked. I'm really looking forward to that. That's That's been on my agenda for a while now. And I'm just like, oh, this is going to be great. The guy who cut the promo against our pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get... Dude, I really enjoy, you know. We'll get watching. that guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. Uh, Expect if... abuse, willpower. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you want to get hold of some tickets, it's scpw.co.uk forward slash tickets. Uh, if I'm... you can get tickets, hurry if you want to get them because they yeah. are selling out shows now. Yeah, and which is brilliant thanks for listening if you want to find us on social media i'm on instagram and twitter at the tax williams where are you uh same uh, rich be thy name is my instagram my twitter so yeah just find me on those if you want to have a conversation nah that's not how the internet works we just like shout at each other isn't it yeah exactly and slate everything we do cool excellent uh check out the podcast and all the links and all the podcast stuff uh for what a wrestling podcast.com is probably the best place to go uh we're gonna maybe do some vlogging and stuff and uh, not vlogging uh blogging blog posts yes yes i know the internet these things snapchat snapstagram subgrams and such yeah awesome right so keep an eye out for the bonus pod that will be arriving on your timeline any day now thanks thanks we're now just nicking colt cabana's gimmick completely are we yep every week every week i don't know how i feel about that (laughs) thanks fucking